listening to audio from Faith Church, located on the north side of Indianapolis. If you'd like to check out more information about our church and ministry, please visit faithchurchindy.com. Well, I hope that in your sharing, you were able to uh, reflect on some of the things that uh, were formative in your choices about uh, life direction in the past. Uh, As you're listening to uh, Marina's story, be thinking about what, uh, if you had a couple of options to choose from when you were at that decision-making point, what was it that directed that decision? Um, When I read about uh, Marina, the one thing I admired right away was somebody that can actually speak two different languages. (laughs) When you get to be 40, by the way, the part of your brain that controls language acquisition shuts down. You don't have any hope after age 40. Uh, Many other things, that's true. Well, let me just introduce you to Marina. Marina Andrews graduated from Carmel High School just a couple weeks ago and is planning to attend IUPUI in the fall. Many of you can identify with that period in your life, can you? Uh, That's transforming. She's been coming to Faith Church for approximately six years, and in that time has volunteered with FIAC, Kids Camp, in the office and elsewhere. There's a certain pattern here, isn't there? She works as a lifeguard and a pool manager and enjoys babysitting and playing the guitar. And a fun fact about her is that she speaks both English and, does anyone know what other language she speaks? Guess. The common ones are Spanish. Uh, no, it's Arabic. Well, we're looking forward to hearing your story, Marina. And uh, I'll, I don't know if you're going to use this mic or another one, but okay. Good. I, won't, I promise not to take your notes here. <laughs> Hello, everybody. I'm Marina. <laughs> All right, so, oh, okay, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. So when I began brainstorming about what I wanted to say um, during my faith story, I couldn't pinpoint a specific event or even series of events to sum it all up. So instead, my story is a series of small, seemingly unrelated experience that kind of meshed together to push me into the direction of where I am today. So my story starts a little farther back than most. Um, My parents and extended family all come from Egypt. That's where my parents were born, where they met, and where they had my older sister, Creston. Something important to note about Egypt is that it is a predominantly Muslim country. So only about 10% of those living in Egypt are Christians, with the most common branch of Christianity being Coptic Orthodox Christianity. To put this in context a little bit, Coptic refers to ancient Egyptians, and it's also a language commonly, commonly used in conjunction with Arabic and English during church services. My parents both grew up Christian, and it's obviously something that they valued enough to pass down to us kids. Um, and although my parents moving here was not the smoothest transition, they ended up settling in Texas about 26 years ago now. Um, my parents had no trouble finding a Coptic community in Texas because Coptic churches are pretty plentiful down there. And that's also the time when they welcomed my brother into the family, Peter. Um, Following Texas, they moved to Louisiana for a little while, um, where they attended a really small church, church made up of only a few families that was exponentially growing, and that's where I was born. Now, up until this point in the story, finding a Coptic community near us was not very difficult, 
And that was until my dad finished all his education and training, and he started to search for a permanent job. Although he had several different job offers, he refused to move anywhere without a Coptic community. Finally, he found a job offer in Kokomo, Indiana, and found out that there was a Coptic church in the city nearby called Carmel. So we moved to Indiana when I was three years old, and we've lived here ever since. Now, being Egyptian and living in a city like Carmel was not always the easiest for me. Um, at school, I never felt that I fit in very well. Um, I felt kind of like the weird kid, the odd one out um, for the food I ate, the way I looked, um, the way I dressed, and for the fact that my parents even had accents. Um, although this never really stopped me from making friends, I never felt a sense of belonging at school or in that kind of community. Similarly, I started to feel the same way about the church that we were going to. Something else that's important to note about the Coptic church is that it is heavily, heavily entangled with Egyptian culture. So you can't get one or the other. It's, it's a package deal. Um, now, of course, I understand the language and the customs, but it was hard for me to almost have to switch roles from going to a predominantly white school and culture to a predominantly Arab culture on the regular. Again, I didn't feel like I fit in the greatest, and I did have a few friends, but didn't quite understand how to develop these two completely opposite worlds. At this time, when I was in elementary school, the church was growing a lot, and that meant a lot of new kids and also a lot of new cliques. Um, at the time, I was being bullied pr pretty heavily, and my only friend was told not to hang out with me. <laughs> um, I started to really dread going to church at the time, so... Every day going to or from church, I would be crying to my mom in the car, um, asking not to go, wishing that I didn't have to. And although it hurt a lot at the time, um, those were the events that truly began my journey to developing a closer relationship with Christ. Since I pretty much refused to go to church, uh, my mom set out to find another community of like-minded people that I might be able to fit in and grow with. We went to so many different churches, and I got involved in a lot of different programs. Um, one of the first distinct experiences that I remember out of these is when my mom would attend English classes. Um, and there was childcare provided, and it's very similar to what we do here at Bayek. So in that childcare, we would play games, do crafts, learn Bible stories, you name it. But I pretty much grew out of that really quickly, and so did my mom. The next adventure I went on to experience was Awana. I began going to Awana at a really big church, and I had trouble making friends in an environment where everybody already kind of knew their friends, had their groups. Um, I also kind of tried to avoid going to Awana as much as possible because, to put it frankly, I was really, really bad at like memorizing all the verses. I felt like everything I was learning at the time was going in one ear and straight out the other. Um, <laughs> I felt like my heart was not devoted or excited about learning or improving at this time, and it just was not the correct fit of environment for me. In between these different programs um, that I attended, I also went to VBS during the summer. I think I went to every single VBS offered in our area at the time, and I vividly remember going to the exact same programming at several different churches week after week. <laughs> And I love the fact that I already knew the songs and the Bible stories, and it made me feel like the smartest elementary school kid ever. <laughs> um, it's the first time that I truly 
felt how exciting church can be. I thought VBS was awesome. I loved the energy that came with it. There was lots of singing and dancing and games and crafts. There was always something to do, and everyone was excited to be there. So as the years passed and I graduated from attending VBS, um, I began to volunteer at VBS because I wanted to be a part of those amazing programs that I loved so much when I was a kid. And an added bonus was that I really loved to work with little kids. So I did this for several years over the summers at various different churches, and I began to feel like I was finally serving in a way that was pleasing to the Lord. This was something that I had been craving for a long time because in the past I had been told that I might be too young to help out, didn't have much experience, um, and that was pretty hard on me. But during that time in my life, I was still attending traditional services at church with my mom, um, but since the church was continuing to grow, it became a little too overpopulated to go on every Sunday morning. The church was just too small to accommodate all the new families. So since there were multiple church services available on a weekly basis, we opted to attend different and less crowded church services weekly. Something important to note here is, that, is how greatly church services different, differ between here and there. The Coptic Orthodox Church follows... Um, an extremely traditional way of doing things. There were so many hymns and readings that would be said in three different languages that I mentioned before. And alongside that, there were a bunch of other traditions and actions that were expected of me. For example, um, before communion, we would have to fast around eight or nine hours. Um, I want to make the distinction now that I am in no way trying to ridicule the church for the way that they do things and their customs and the way that they worship. I believe that the history behind these customs is um, extremely rich, but I was just never taught. So I never understood what I was doing or why I was doing it, and it felt like I was following blindly, which I was just not okay with. I also didn't spend much time in scripture at the time. So, of course, I knew the common Bible, Bible stories, and I was great at giving a generic Sunday school answer, but I had never taken the time to truly study the word and appreciate it for what it is. So Sunday school at the time for me felt really repetitive. It felt like we were learning the same thing over and over and I got kind of tired of it all. Um, it felt like every direction I kind of went in, I was hitting a wall. Fast forward to seventh grade. Now I'm in middle school, out of elementary school. It's lovely. And a friend of my mom says, hey, I'm volunteering at this church called Faith. And she was involved with Fayak and Awana um, serving as a leader. She said that she knows that they have some sort of youth group and that maybe I should try attending. Um, somehow, some way, my mom ended up getting a hold of Becca's phone number and she gave her a call and asked if I would be able to join their youth group. And of course, Becca and the whole youth group welcomed me with open arms and that is how I began attending Faith around six years ago. I was surrounded by a lot of new faces and became really comfortable with my small group. Although I never fully immersed myself in this church, for the first time in my life, I was actually excited to go to church on a weekly basis for youth group. I became more comfortable with this group, so much so that I worked up the courage to go to some events and even some retreats. Um, the first retreat that I can remember and recall is the fall retreat of 2019. I remember keeping to myself and to my small group for most of the time during this retreat. Um, but there was one night that we all sat around a bonfire 
and Nathan asked if any of us wanted to share something about our small group leaders that we were grateful for, just like making general comments all together. Um, I really wanted to share, but nobody really knew me at the time. I was kind of deliberately trying to fly under the radar. Um, so I went back and forth debating whether or not I would share my thought, and I ended up ultimately talking myself out of it. Um, but when I got back to our room, I wrote it down, and what I wrote down was how thankful I was to be a part of this group, even though I didn't have many friends. But I also wrote about how guilty I felt that I got the chance to experience fellowship in this way that is new to me and that I love so much when my friends and peers at the other church did not get the same experience or opportunity. The following year, if I'm getting things in the correct order, is the year that the Coptic Church got a new bishop. If you don't know what a bishop is, it's basically one step above the pr a priest in the hierarchy of the church. He oversees several churches over um, across a few states, and as a congregation, we were really excited for this change. We thought, wow, finally a change for this church. There's hope that we're going to focus more on drawing the youth back in, and unfortunately, it never happened. So me being the young little hothead that I am <laughs> with my sister and a friend of mine, we're pretty fed up. So we decided that we wanted to talk to this guy and tell him what's really going on from an insider's perspective. So we set up a meeting, and the three of us showed up with a list of important things that we were prepared to discuss with the man. And when we showed up, the minutes passed by very slowly as we awaited him to arrive. And he never gave us the time of day, unfortunately. The priest of our church tried to write it off by saying, oh, you guys are just young girls. Like, there's nothing that you're going to tell him he doesn't already know. Um, and he was only in town for a couple of days. You know, he had a busy schedule, a lot of other important things to do. Um, I can't even begin to express how frustrated I was at that time. I felt as though we were just expected to settle for what was already happening, which was not enough, and accept the fact that progress wasn't going to be made. Um, I and even if progress was made, that I certainly wasn't going to be able to be a part of it. Um, I felt underappreciated and kind of had lost all hope in seeing significant changes being made in the Coptic Church at the time. Since I was unable to fill my desire for service at my own church, and I was still trying to fly under the radar here at Faith, um, when I was in my sophomore year of high school, I started craving opportunities to serve and grow. And one came knocking at my door. So, like I had said, I was involved with a lot of EBS programs, um, one of them being Grace Church, and I was working with preschool-aged children. After VBS was all said and done, um, and school started back up again, I got an email asking if I would be interested or willing to begin volunteering with Grace Kids on a weekly basis as a Sunday school teacher of sorts. I immediately said yes and was involved with this program for a very long time. I look forward to helping out every week, but more importantly, I look forward to growing my relationship with the kids. Although I really love this program, a little intruder that we all know and don't really love by the name of COVID-19 came in to rain on my parade um, <laughs> and everything was different from there on out. I was lonely and completely isolated. I couldn't even hang out with my family for at least the first month of total isolation because everyone had COVID except for me. So I was pretty much locked in my room and I remember making a giant fort 
because my bed seemed too boring, I guess. Um, <laughs> um, at the time, I was adjusting to online school, being with FaceTime on my friends, or FaceTime with my friends 24-7, and destroying my back from sleeping on the floor for a month. Um, I also used that time to connect with my Bible in place of connecting with people. A passage from scripture that stuck out to me from this time comes from 1 Timothy 4, verses 12 through 16. It says, Let no one despise you for your youth, but set the believers an example in speech, in conduct, in love, in faith, in purity. Until I come, devote yourself to the public reading of scripture, to exhortation, to teaching. Do not neglect the gift you have, which was given to you by prophecy when the council of elders laid their hands on you. Practice these things, immerse yourself in them, so that all may see your progress. Keep a close watch on yourself and on the teaching. Persist in this, for by doing so, you will save both yourself and your hearers. Now, this passage was not only an encouragement for me at the time that I can, I can be useful and I can have an impact, even though I am young, but it also proved to me that my passion for service was not just another thing I like to do. It wasn't just another hobby, but it was what I am called to do in order to not only grow in my personal relationship with God, but also to develop connections with others. Following the intensity of lockdown came another FSM fall retreat, which was in 2022, and that trip really pushed me out of my comfort zone. Um, I went on that fall retreat with nobody else from my small group, it was just me, and those were pretty much the only people I had known in the youth group at the time. Um, but somehow I mustered up the courage to go anyways, and I started to introduce myself to some of the other students, and I began to sit with them at meals and during worship. Um, and something that I threw in here, just because I think it's a little funny, is that after I introduced myself to a few new faces, um, they would ask me, oh, wow, it's so nice to meet you. How long have you been at Faith? And I whispered to myself, like, four years. <laughs> there were a couple shocked looks, but I totally understand where they were coming from because I was the one who hindered the building of relationships because I was too worried that I wouldn't fit in or that I would be, be rejected like in my childhood. Come to find out that I've never been more wrong about anything in my entire life, but we won't talk about it. <laughs> um, my peers and small group leaders started to take an interest in my background, my story, my family, and they cared to build a relationship with me. Later that year, I was given another opportunity to serve, but this time it was with Faith Kids. Um, Nathan and Kendra were working together in order to get FSM students to help out with Sunday school um, after COVID had evacuated some of the Kids Zone's previous volunteers. And I really wanted to be a part of this. I had done something like this in the past and I felt totally capable to do it again. Um, this not only began my involvement in volunteering here at Faith, but it is also the time where I began to go to Sunday church services. Um, I felt so happy walking into a service and walking out having understand everything that was going on um, and learning something new every single Sunday. It was all just a really different experience for me, and I felt really welcomed. Um, Amelia Schultz started driving me to church um, every day, and she let me sit with the rest of her family during service, and they really helped me feel welcomed in a place where I knew so few people. I was growing, making friends, and enjoying church every week. Now, although that seems like a great seamless transition, um, I hate to admit how much I was truly struggling with this on the inside. For the next five or six months, I was constantly praying and asking God 
um, if I was making good decisions. Is what I'm doing wrong? Am I leaving behind something else that I really should be following? At this time, I had been keeping a journal for a little while, and it was flooded with these questions. But I also realized that I rewrote the same scripture passage over and over again at the time in my journal, and that scripture came from Proverbs 3, verses 5 and 6, which says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will make straight your paths. As much as I want to say that I implemented this into my life and practice seamlessly, I could never get away with that big of a lie. Um, I really tried my best with this one, but lean not on your own understanding. That's what I do every day. <laughs> um, it was a big change, but definitely something that was important for me to put into practice. I actively tried to stop worrying about whether or not I was making an incorrect decision, but focused more on the correctness of the decisions that I had already made. If that didn't make any sense to you, don't worry. It didn't make much sense to me either, so let me <laughs> spell it out for you. Um, this looked like less of worrying about what people would think if they found out that I was going to another church to just appreciate worship in a whole new way. It looked less like worrying about differences such as the ritual of communion and focusing on my appreciation for the sermon being fully in a language that I understand the most. Um, this looked like acknowledging the fact that I was developing more and more fruitful relationships with my new fellow Sunday churchgoers. Um, and now looking back on it, I'm not quite sure how I was ever questioning that I was in the right place. Now comes summertime of last year. Uh, my parents and brother took a trip to Egypt right when the summer started, right when I got out of school, while my sister and I hung back. Um, I stayed with her at her place in Missouri for a few weeks. And they were traveling to Egypt for a few random housekeeping reasons, but mostly because my grandpa was really sick at the time. He was not in good shape. He had been pretty sick for like 10 years, but somehow he just kept pushing through and defying the odds. Um, but my family got to see him and spend time with him, and he passed away just a few days before they left. My sister and I got the call at around 9 a.m. here that um, he passed, and we were completely devastated. We mourned for quite a while, and we were really jealous that the rest of our family got, to, got the chance to say goodbye. Um, but death is never an easy thing, and we all knew it was his time to go. The timing of things, the fact that my mom got to say goodbye to her father, um, only solidified that belief that it really was his time to go. When I came back from Missouri, I got really busy all of a sudden. Um, at the time, I was working two jobs and had agreed to help out with kids camp here the, the same week that I got back. And although that does sound a little overwhelming, the busyness of my day really helped me cope. Um, rather than being upset, I put all my time and energy elsewhere. Um, and I honestly, looking back on it, I can't recall being too torn up about the passing of my grandfather because I know that God had given me the strength to look on the bright side. Um, I was not sad that he was no longer with us on earth, but instead, I was at peace because he had experienced relief from his pain and he was way happier than he ever was here on earth. Transitioning back to everyday life and the hustle and bustle was um, really inconvenient for those who were driving me everywhere all the time, such as my parents and my brother. Um, but then came the long awaited day when I got my license and I started driving. Um, I've always been more or less self-sufficient and it was finally my time to shine. <laughs> uh, so what did this mean for me? 
I got to do everything on my own time. I could pick up a shift at work and not have to worry about who would take me to and from. I could hang out with friends whenever I felt like it. I no longer had to rely on my parents or siblings for rides. Um, I actually had the ability to show up to things on time, which was a completely foreign concept to me. Um, and most importantly, I could attend church whenever I wanted to. Shortly after this, I made the last minute decision to go on a serve and learn trip to Shepherd Community Center, which was about a year ago to the day, um, and grew really close with the entire team. If I wasn't connected with FSM before, I sure was now. Um, shortly after that, I went to church on a Sunday morning all by myself, and it was the Sunday of baptisms. So I had friends to sit with, people to talk with afterwards, and we had a huge church cookout. Um, and I actually stayed to hang out with friends and experience everything together. Um, and I know that all sounds like pretty normal stuff, but for me, it was a really huge turning point. It proved to me that God had put me at this church for a reason, even though I wasn't quite sure what it was yet. After fully immersing myself into the culture of this church last summer, I started to build more relationships, and I went to just about every FSM event possible. Um, I started to really feel at home here. That was the summer before my senior year of high school, and one night I was talking to Ellie about school starting up again and, my, and what my plans for the school year looked like. Um, and since I had completed a lot of my requirements at school, I had the ability to enroll in what my school called the transition to college program, which meant that I was taking fewer but more difficult classes, and I had the ability to leave school in between classes. I asked Ellie if she had any idea of the way that I could use that time wisely, and I can still see her face light up. Um, she asked if I had any interest in becoming an office volunteer, and of course I said yes, and very quickly found myself sitting at the office desk one to three times a week, um, just depending on my schedule. During this time, I became a lot more familiar with the staff here at Faith, and basically became Ellie's personal assistant. <laughs> Um, from there, I got connected with FIAC on Tuesday evenings, and I just found myself here at church all the time. And I was really grateful for that time. Um, it was the reason I had been put here. Um, I was finally be being given the opportunity to help in all the ways that I had been seeking out for so many years prior. Um, I was finally trusted, giving responsibilities, and not only was I growing in my understanding and my relationship with Christ, but I was given the opportunity to play, play to my strengths and use my spiritual gifts through service. I know that God has been listening to my prayers for the past several years because he has shown me the answer to all my questions, thoughts, and prayers, and that is the community of this church. I can't even begin to express to you how many people have told me within the past few weeks that they were praying for me, that this would go well, and I really appreciate it, and that just proves my point again. I titled this story, Finding Safety, because I feel like I've been led to a place where I finally feel safe enough to ask for advice from my mentors. I feel safe to ask the challenging questions that I never used to even think about. And I can finally say with full certainty that I feel safe being the most authentic version of myself here. I learned that the reason that I never fit in during my childhood is because I was always trying too hard to fit in, and I forgot to embrace the things that made me stand out. Now and again, I still feel judged by friends and others from the Coptic Church, but I've decided that regardless of what people say, I'm going to keep my head up and count my blessings before dwelling on what others think about me. My family is in full, 
full support of my decisions. Um, and every once in a while, my mom does express the fact that she is so happy and proud of all the decisions that I've made, but she does wish that I did not have to outsource in order to find a community where I fit in. As for next steps for me, I just graduated from Carmel High School, and I plan on going to IEPY in the fall um, to study neuroscience and psychology. Since I will be on the pre-med route, I am giving myself the excuse to be as dramatic as can be this summer, and I'm treating this summer like my last totally free summer. I'm going on several trips, such as um, the Shepherd Serve and Learn trip, which was concluded this Friday. Um, I'm also going to the EFCA Challenge Conference, um, Senior Mystery Trip, which Ellie and Nathan will tell me nothing about. And um, I will also be going to the trip um, to Barcelona at the end of July. In the fall, I will be living at home, so I plan to be here every Sunday morning. And I'll begin to help out again in the kids zone um, on Sunday mornings, as well as potentially either rejoining FSM as a leader or continuing to serve with FIAC.